0: Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Charlie, today we have uh, a guy who, the big part of the Admirals uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of, for a couple of seasons about 10 years ago. And, um, one of, one of my favorites, I know one of your favorites too. It's a, it's a thrill to have Hugh Jessamon join us today. Uh, Huey, good to see you as we're, we can see each other, but, uh, thanks for doing this. How are you doing?
1: Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's great to see you guys and, and catch up, uh, briefly before this and look forward to, uh, to, to catching up, uh, on the podcast here. Things are good. We've, my, um, my wife and I are down in, down in Georgia. We've been sort of riding out the, uh, the, uh, the pandemic down here. We were living in New York city and, um, you know, we're, 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 we're sort of enjoying the, the weather, but obviously wish it was, wish was, wish things were back to normal. What you did you said- oh, go ahead? Charlie. I was, was- going to
2: say, uh, what happened? You got married this summer. How did you get married? You're the second guy we've had in the last couple of weeks. The other one was Scott Darling who got married this past summer in the middle of a pandemic. How did you pull that off?
1: Yeah, we, um, well, my grandfather lives down here and, and, you know, we were supposed to get married in in Tucson in in November where my wife's family has a, has a house. And so we were kind of dialed up for that. And, uh, we were just sort of signing the, the papers and everything right as the pandemic hit. And, um, and uh you know we were of course like everybody sort of touch and go for the first few weeks and then um when my grandfather was like you should come on down here and just just forget about tucson like just get married <laughs> there and so we we put a little bit of thought into that and, and you know decided that maybe we just come down check it out and um you know it was tough because we couldn't you know we ended up deciding that we were going to basically cancel the wedding in November and, and move it up because, you know, who knows how long this thing would have gone or is going to go. I mean, it's still January. Right. And our thought process was a lot of folks are trying to move their wedding to next year. Right. So it's going to be just, just as busy next year. And, um, you know, we wanted to just sort of get on with our lives. And, and so what happened was we actually just, you know, we didn't do the, the giant wedding, but we did, we did a 12, I guess it was a 14 person wedding. Um, but it was, it was great. You know, we had a great time and, and it was, uh, you know, it was hot. It was 95 degrees, like sweltering Georgia heat. I mean, I was leaking, like, it was, funny, but it was but one of those things you remember about the day, you know? Um, and, uh, but it was fun. We had a bunch of, some family down and we, you know, it's interesting right now, as you guys know, it, like, it's tough to, make everybody happy with the COVID rules, right? Like some folks are thinking this way and some folks are thinking that way, but I think everybody sort of felt pretty good about it. So, and everybody, you know, was safe. So it was all good. We had a great time. How was
0: it, was it a difficult thing for you? I mean, so much of your life is, is, has been New York, New York, Connecticut. I mean, that's where you're from New York, Connecticut, uh, Dartmouth. I mean, you're a, you're an East coast guy. Uh, Was it difficult to to make that move and uproot your life and your career
1: and, and all of that stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think, um, I think, you know, like from a, a high level, like, you know, uh, if it's a year from now, that yeah. might be a question I could answer a little bit better. I think, you know, I'm just, we're, we're just kind of thinking in New York, you know, we, we love New York. We, we live down, we were just talking about this. We live down on the Lower East Side. Um, we, you know, we, um, we love the neighborhood. I've lived there since, we since i finished hockey and, and moved to the city um so yeah i would say it was hard to leave um you know given the way new york was at the time though it wasn't as hard to leave um and, and it was you know you know it's funny and i, I talked to my buddies that are still there and just all the things that you love about new york you can't do right now right and right go out to eat and the, the plays and the shows the activities everything right like all the things that makes new york what it is and I mean, there's, of course, more to it, but um, the activities, the, the bars, the restaurants, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're just it's just there's there's, not, there's no action. So um, and that's why we love New York. Right. So uh, it's uh, it was it wasn't hard to leave, but I do miss it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Aaron brings up that, you know, you you grew up in New
2: York, you and like you're a New York guy. But I cannot think of anyone who breaks the New York stereotype more than you, right? Like you are, you're, you're smiling, you're happy, you're courteous, at least you were, you know, I haven't, we haven't talked in a while, but I assume that hasn't changed. Uh, Do you think, do New Yorkers get a bum rap for
1: that? I think that's a great question, Charlie. I think they do. You know, I think, you know, if you're lost in New York and you're trying to figure out where to go, I find that people are pretty responsive. You know, I think they definitely do get a little bit of a bad rap when it, you know, comes to, driving or uh you know uh just a little sort of things around the city but um you know i think people in new york everybody's got a soft spot for people coming in because everybody's been essentially has been in the same spot right you know we have no idea where you're going and you're (laughs) trying to just figure out where the restaurant is or whatever or the hotel So I think everybody's kind of got a soft, sorry about that. Everybody's got a little bit of a soft spot for that. So everybody always wants to help. So I think they do get a little bit of a bad rap, but no question about it. You know, the things you see every day, like you definitely, you know, it hardens you a little bit. And I'd say to your, I see your point a little bit, like you you kind of, maybe I would say I get a little shorter with my, uh, and my, my sort of temper sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have a car there you bring you bring up the traffic do you have a car no no um i i, I don't know we don't we i've i've had it in the, in the city just in the summers when i was living there work working out in connecticut but um but just just from yeah from driving in the past but also just you know when you're taking the cab and it's just complete mayhem and it's really just like may the best man win out there <laughs> 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 Whoever's got the bigger car literally usually has the right of way. That's (laughs) why if I
0: moved there, I would, I would buy a 1972 Lincoln. Yep. Lincoln town
1: car. And I, yeah, that's what I would have.
0: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) roof and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Eight track player. Yeah. Yeah, Wired wheels. That's,
2: that's what we would do. All that good stuff. So
0: uh, go go ahead, Aaron. I I, I, I always, I bring your story up quite a bit. Um, I was just telling Charlie, it's so funny because you had, we, we had touched base a while ago and then we had touched base recently about uh, the, the situation with the, the plane trip down to San Antonio with the admirals. Um, and I, and I realized that I told Charlie that most of my good memories that, that I refer to often are, happen to coincide with the time you were here. Um, and, and I remember vividly when you came to Milwaukee and I think Lane Lambert told you right away you're going to play with Cal, right? You're going to play Mm -hmm. with Cal O'Reilly, and yeah, one of the first things Cal said to you was just keep your stick on the ice because I'm passing it to you.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to hear you say that, Aaron, because obviously you 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 guys both been around for a long time and have come seen lots of different teams and players come through, right? But I really feel like, and I said this to my wife when we were reading your their article about that you wrote about the the plane thing, like we had a such a special group. And like, obviously it started like lane was just awesome. I love lane and and the coaches we had. Um, and we just had a good rapport with him, you know, like we, we, it was a good trust, I think, between the players and the coaches and, um, and we had a great team. I mean, we were like, we were good. We had a team. Right. And so for me coming from Hartford where, you know, it was a little tricky to sort of catch on there and, and, um, wasn't really quite honestly playing my best hockey, but was just starting to get better um, and more comfortable in, 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 in the league to come and join like join up with Cal and and you know I think Horny was there at that time Hornquist had just yeah yes Horny played for that year yeah parts of that year I mean, it was like I look back I'm like man we we had a great team and it was so fun like every game was fun every practice was fun you know we're we're playing good hockey and we're it was just a cool setting too because you're not like I mean, the East division that we were playing in is, is tough. You're playing Bridgeport. You're playing Stringfield. You're playing those guys 10 times a year. and Like, you're going in circles in, like, the same area, you know, <laughs> Albany and, like, you know, Wor- Worcester. So it was cool to, like, get out to the Midwest, kind of, uh, you know, get lost a little bit, like, from, from the New York stuff and just kind of, like, play hockey. And uh, luckily got lined up with those guys. And, you know, playing with Cal was great. So yeah. fun. I mean – for a guy like you,
2: a big guy to have a center who, you know, Cal, you don't, you know, he's not out there to score, right. He'll score if he's got to, but he'd much rather pass it. Uh, I got to believe that gives you, that's, that's good for you and for your confidence to, to play with a guy like that who knows that you want to distribute, he wants to distribute the puck. You know, he wants to do that. So you're on the same wavelength right from the start.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that was really cool that he said that because I mean, it's easy just to look at the stats. I think it was like maybe, I want to say it was like 15 games in or 10 or 12 games in, he already had like nine assists or something like that. So Mm -hmm. you kind of read between the lines. And also, you you know, looking at the stat sheet in the league, you always see he's up there and points. So um, that was pretty cool. And and like, you know, I'd say that helps me a lot because I was – you know trying to find my game and and definitely like had a pretty good shot. And um, you know, to have a guy that's like, I I want like it brings me happiness to, to pass the puck. Right. Like, cool to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So he was right. He loved the dish. And uh took so, took a little getting used to. I mean, honestly, if I one of the things I kind of kicked myself on is like, man, I should have had like at least 30. You know, (laughs) like if I'd set my stick on the ice a little more, you know, but he, he would put the puck exactly where it needed to be. Yeah. So it did get a little getting used to, but it was really awesome. So fun. You scored.
2: Go ahead, Charlie. Well, I, I, am just going to say you scored one of the most memorable goals, uh, that I can think of not necessarily, it wasn't necessarily a clutch goal, but like Oh my gosh, wow. That needs to be on sports center type of goal. And I'm sure you remember it. It was against Grand Rapids and maybe it was Joey McDonald in that. I can't remember who it was, but I, and I don't know how the play developed, but it's a shot. Suddenly you're on your knees with your back yeah. facing the net yeah. from behind you. Like my, my kid tries to make that to on our backyard rink. He tries oh. to, to to replicate this shot all the time and he never can. Uh, Uh, No way really. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like I show him this and it's like this ridiculous goal where your back is facing the net backhander and it somehow gets, uh, it goes between his pad and the post. And it was, I I don't remember. I think we won the game, but that was just like a, oh my gosh, type of goal. Uh, Can you, I'm sure you remember us. Remember that goal. Can you take us through that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think I actually, well, one of the, when we were reading the article again, my, my wife was like reading out to us as we were driving um, the one you wrote, Aaron, and she like, just, I without me asking, she's like sort of Googling like um, us, or, like the team and just found that goal and she was like,
0: Holy moly. Like that unreal.
1: <laughs> And um, you know, it kind of made me like smile because it was a pretty cool goal. It definitely was not, you know, it was one of those things where you're just, li- so basically, you, you know, the puck, is rebounded. I think I must've been in front. I was definitely in front of the net. And then I think I just got sort of, um, you know, pushed out a little bit by the demon. I think it was out of my reach. So I just had a backhand on it and kind of just, you know, was falling forward anyways, and just sort right. of reversed it towards the net thinking, you know, horny might be right in front right of the there. Net, yeah. He always is. And, uh, I just went in, which was pretty cool. So that was pretty, you know, that was one of those ones that like really gets you that sort of, it helps you with the confidence. And, you know, when things are going in like that, that's always a good, design. right. Like luck might be on your side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I mean like the couple of years before, just, you're not getting as many of those. So that was pretty cool. I mean, that was, that was early. I think that was pretty early on in the first year, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think probably. it was, I, I agree. We always had a great crowd too, you know, like the, the fans are awesome. You know, that was another sort of cool, you know, cool thing about coming to Milwaukee. And so the fans were great. You know, we, it was just a, a fun place to play. Right. And it was a great sized town. So you could kind of never feel like you're too small or, or too big.
2: Yeah. that That's the thing. I think, you know, Milwaukee, there's not a ton of cities at least, especially 10 years ago in the AHL, you know, you, like you said, there's, uh, there was a lot of heart. There was Hartford and no, no offense to these towns in Springfield and Albany yeah. and Binghamton, but you know, then you come you come east or west a little bit, and you've got Chicago and you've got Milwaukee, and they're big cities where you can do stuff, uh, but it's not like an overwhelming type of big. And you can have fun and be yourself. And uh, yeah, uh, and and like you you said, there was a lot of good guys on that team. It was yeah, it was neat to play on the on those guys uh, with those we, guys.
1: We had, we had a great team, I and mean, we had like you know guys like. I could go down the list. Like I was telling my wife about this too, you know, the Santorelli brothers, you know, um, Yonks, Fordo, Kelsey Wilson, Tristan Grant, Tristan Grant. like, you know, we, we had a pretty tough team too. You know, we had Scott Ford and, uh, we had a couple other guys kind of come through too, but we would, you know, we just had a, we had a fun time, you know, um, you know, we, we definitely enjoyed Milwaukee and the the town. And, you know, like it was, it was certainly, it was was a perfect spot for us. I would, I would give anything to go back and like have like a month or two of that season, you know, those seasons again, it was such a good adventure. Talk to me a little bit about uh, what it's like to be traded, uh, especially fairly early in
2: your career, but you know, things aren't going well in Hartford, right? Like that's not, that's, that's not a surprise in the Rangers organization. So uh, were you relieved to be traded? Was it like a, thank goodness I want to be looking for it, but then you got to come in and it's a bunch of guys that end up being great guys, but you don't know that going in. So what's your, what's going through yeah. your head when you get traded?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I think what happened was, you know, Hartford, you know, the Rangers organization is a, is a great organization, right? It, it, it just didn't really work out for me there. But, um, you know, I think that last year in, in Hartford, I was you know we, we had a great team too and we were, we were good and had a good year uh, but just that next year it, you know was things kind of just weren't kind of going the right way and and so getting I didn't really see the trade coming but I kind of was wouldn't have minded it I guess I would say right um it just felt like you know it might have been the right time and um, they and then sure enough you get the phone call and it's like nothing like you've ever experienced in your life because I, I never played junior or anything like that I played right. You know, college so you get the phone call and then you're like pack your stuff you're in milwaukee like tomorrow i think it was so I got yeah. the next morning and like and then and then what happened was which was which was exciting right i mean i think i remember i was getting on the airplane and i'm in the back of the plane like just scrunched up excuse me and i grabbed the um the the the, the flight map i'm like where the heck is milwaukee <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I think of myself as a, a good, a good at geography, but like, I literally thought the Milwaukee was like where, I mean, where like Minnesota is. So I was like, it's going to be cold, which it really was, but <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was that close to Chicago actually. So I was pretty pumped. And, um, you know, we flew into Milwaukee and, uh, I was traded the same day as a guy named Tim Ramholtz. Yeah. Rammer. Yep. Yeah. Rammer. And, um, so we that was kind of cool because we both came in the same day, you know, it was freezing cold and it was, uh, it, we stayed at that hotel with a the Hilton in there right in downtown. Yep. And we were in the same room and we were kind of like thinking like, where do we live? We don't know anything about the city. And we decided to be, be roommates together, which was cool. We ended up, we ended up, Tim was a, you know, a Swiss for those that don't know him, but he's like a Swiss defenseman who was like, very sort of unique uh kind of guy um you know uh very sort of uh smart like you know good good you know smart guy eloquent you know good speaker like you know he's kind of knew his way around the world you can kind of tell you know because he's a swiss guy you know the guy right. The- that's the- right it probably you know, has a
2: Swiss attitude
1: too, right? Like yeah, very, very structured, right? Definitely. Uh, so such a different attitude. So when you're sitting there and you're watching like sports center and like, or whatever, you're watching the first night, like you, it's like, cool to sort of like meet this new person and you're going to end up living with them for the next seven or eight months. Right. So that was kind of neat. Um, and we, you know, it definitely had that the sort of Swiss attitude, like the sort of like, you know, a little bit of a, um, the high brow or whatever. Uh, yeah. he's a great cook and we became really good friends and we had a great time together. And, uh, I guess the, 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 fun thing then the next day is you go, you go to the rink and you meet the team and everybody was super nice. Fordo, I'd, I'd kind of cut cross paths. You with. probably
2: played with against him in college.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you no, know, uh, in pro in, and in college. Yeah. Okay. One time in pro when he growled at me, cause I was running around a little bit in like an exhibition game, <laughs> <laughs> he came right up to me in the locker room and um said hi and then i you know yonkman the same thing and those guys became some of my best friends and same thing with christian grant so just great guys i there was a,
0: a picture not long ago of you and fordo and yonkman getting together yeah. where where was that that's 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 an all-timer i that's I mean, fantastic
1: yeah that was um that was i don't even know what the name of the spot is but it was um it was recent within the last year or two right yeah 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 so i was in new york i was in um milwaukee for quote-unquote work yeah (laughs) uh and uh you know i was actually in chicago and i shipped it up to milwaukee and uh and 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 had like a couple you know afternoon beers with those guys i can't even remember what the name of the bar was but it's like a pretty big new newer sports bar just up the road from that sort of old hotel right in the smack of downtown that sort of okay. old, sort of fancy hotel I can't remember what it's called the
0: Pfister Hotel the Fister, yeah oh, the exactly Fister. right yeah, up the yeah. street
1: from there on the left um and so we just went there and had a you know had a great afternoon actually what my my mentor uh and sort of you know I guess boss at the time who's also a hockey guy Harvard hockey guy was was on the road with me so we Oh, were, was he yeah we we're meeting with some clients and it was like we got to go up to we got to go up to Milwaukee and like there was one client we met with, but the main the main event was to go see Fordo, to go see
2: Fordo and <laughs> Fordo and Yonks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, literally, had a great afternoon with them. And have, at the end of the like, at the end of the, my buddy, my my Ed, my my sort of mentor, was like, "Those guys are awesome." I'll tell you, you what. He, he says that brought me back. He played, you know, hockey at Harvard, like I said, and so he loved it. So did you go to Joe Cats? We didn't. Oh man, I I I I I. I thought about that place in, in in years past um i haven't been <laughs> back there but every time i talk to somebody from milwaukee i'm like is joe Cat still going like yeah. how is that possible right <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's good to hear that everything is still in order yeah yeah so, but yeah we didn't get to go over there unfortunately
0: you you mentioned tim ramhold i i joke with people because he's the one i sat by on that plane trip from memphis to uh, san antonio and I oh, jokingly yeah. say, I jokingly say that Tim Ramholt must have had the longest fingernails in hockey because they were sunk in my thigh. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah. but, but yeah, that and then, sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I, I, I didn't, I, I, I'm naive enough. I didn't realize that you lived with him. I didn't realize that that was the case
1: yeah yeah we did and and we we, we were we were i'd like to say to, to i think this is where i was going with this we're ahead he's a very sort of full you know ahead of the game type of guy right yep. and so we found our way over to the third ward right this was like yeah. 10 years ago before it's now like the third ward i think it was just kind of it was just starting, starting to get yep, absolutely. yeah absolutely over on 424 east menominee i think i remember it pretty well and um but it was cool because we liked the sort of like the the warehouse feel. It was kind of you know a little more space, um, right. and we got we got a great apartment. And uh, you know he was a big a big cook, so like he loved to cook a lot of food. Taught me this dish that I still literally cook. It's like my only. It's like my go to. It's it's actually not a dish. It's just like a a bruschetta, which is basically you take. He taught me. I mean, this is his this is his thing. So it's basically you take a French baguette chop it up like, you know, a little sort of, um, you know, silver dollar sizes. And then you throw some chopped mozzarella, then tomato, then, uh, avocado, and then drizzle with a little olive oil and balsamic and salt and pepper and you bang. And you're good. good. Yeah. It's so good. So it's, he taught me a few things in the kitchen and we had, we had a good time. You know, that's about the time at probably a little bit after
2: that, uh, but Halle Berry was living down there. Uh, before then yeah because she was married to a guy named Eric Bonet I think yeah yeah yeah, I remember that he's a Milwaukee guy and he had an apartment Uh, but I think that was before I don't know I'd have to
1: look it up uh, online but who knows maybe maybe you missed the memo there yeah (laughs) I I, I was pretty well acquainted with all the uh, nice restaurants in the neighborhood I'm surprised I didn't see
2: that you didn't see yeah it must have been must have been after that
1: then yeah yeah (laughs)
0: So when, you, when you come to Milwaukee uh, and I, I dropped out for a second and maybe you touched on this, but is the NHL dream still alive for you after you get traded? Because I mean, that's that's a major upheaval. Like you you were talking about you. You never had to deal with something like that before.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say, yeah, it gives you new life. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're um, I think I didn't know anything about the team. Um, I didn't really know anything about the coach. Um, my agent was like these guys, it's a, it'll be a good fit. And actually, I'd heard a lot of good things about Nashville uh as a as an organization. I mean, they're giving sort of younger guys a chance, and um, you know, as you sort of pan around the room like a couple days in, you kind of realize like a lot of these guys are gonna probably get a shot this year. Like maybe I can, you know, I I I probably get a shot too, you know. Um so it's a little trickier when you're not like born into the organization, but, but sure. um, so I think it was, you know, it, it was encouraging and obviously like playing with those guys, it, it was nothing but great um, and playing for, for lane. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I think it gave you a little bit of life. And, and especially after a couple of years where there wasn't, I mean, in Hartford, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of call-ups, you know, we had yeah. aside from Callahan and Doobie and Nigel Dawes, like there was the odd call up. Whereas like in Nashville or in, in Milwaukee, I mean, it was like every week somebody was getting called up. So you mentioned, that's, you know that's always good when you're, you know, you're grinding out there in the middle of, you know, February, February. or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got a shot at least to, to get up to the next level. You know,
2: you mentioned that when you came to Milwaukee, you didn't know anything about the coach. Uh, did, uh, how, how long was it before you were like, Whoa, this guy is uh, this guy's pretty intense because uh, yeah. Aaron and I talk about this all the time. People who are regular listeners; they know like we think Lane is probably the most intense person I've ever been around. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you know, you're e- like off the ice. But at the
0: same e- time, he's as easygoing as possible too, right? Like yeah. Lane is Lane is Lane yeah. is two different people almost, right?
1: Totally. Yeah, I mean he. I mean, I just remember like the first time he walked. I mean, maybe it was the first time, but the first week or so after, sort of like understanding his sort of, uh, you know, like what whatever. whatever you, what would you call it? Like his sort of, I don't know, swag or what? Coach swag. The way he kind of rolls around the, the, the dressing room, like he 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 was like super approachable. You know, um, a lot of the guys, like some of the teams I played for the coaches are you know, surprisingly like not, not, not approachable. You know what I right. mean? It's, it's really interesting. I think that's something that a lot of guys I, I think would probably, um, you know, be able to sort of speak to a little bit as well, but with Lane, like he was just one of the, you know, he, you know, he's wearing the same gits you're wearing. Right. And he's kind of like, you know, he's doing a workout before he's wearing his Crocs. Yeah. He wears his Crocs. Like he's got his, like his, his hockey socks on and, uh, you know, he he was he was like just seems like seemed like a good dude, and um, and and the kind of guy that you'd want to play for, and uh, he's kind of had that mellow sort of, you know, approach, but like, yeah, when things get you know serious and in, in game he was pretty quiet, very intense. Yeah, I mean, all but you know when you when like you you go with meet with him. You like you said, he's just a whole nother like he's just a different person, different really good guy. Yeah, like, a really good guy that you know they can they can talk to you and you know I I I knew pretty quickly like that guy is not going to be you know not to say that, that the NHL is the AHL is bad but he's going to go like he's going to he should be a coach in the NHL. I mean, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and he played I, too. He did. He was roommates with Steve Eiserman. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: He. Uh, he a lot of guys that uh, we talked to from, you know, from that era say that, that his systems and the way he taught the game and the way he made adjustments was as good as any coach that they've ever had. Mm. And uh, it, I mean, it sounds like you're basically confirming that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, he made the, you know, he, I remember a lot of the stuff we worked on was like, um, it'd be a lot of like, just getting us moving through the neutral zone. So like, you, you know, um, you know, the, there was such a strong emphasis at the time of just getting, and it still is, I'm sure, but just getting the puck in. Yeah. And so like getting it in deep and, you know, the Cardinal rule of like turning it over at the blue line was, was, was no bueno. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so he, 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 his thing was like, stretch us out, which was nice. Cause you know, he, he you know we had did all these drills where it'd go D to D, you know, inside your own blue line. And then you, the winger would kind of stretch to the far blue line. And then they'd like, you'd basically rifle up the, the wall and then Cal and Hornquist would come up the other side and I would just tip it in and then we're right. off
2: to- and go get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Which was nice. Cause like you could read that and you can get some speed yeah. and, and a big uh, guy like you need it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that speed. Among-
2: how long did it take you
0: I, we have a guy named Michael McCarran now who's about your size six six and it's, he he was telling me he was explaining to me that it, it it has taken him until recently and he's 25 26 now yeah it's taken him until recently to understand his body and play hockey at that size because you have to have the power in your legs and it's hard to get that when you're when you're so tall and I, I think of you and we talked about the goal you had that you scored from your knees but I think of you using your body so well when you were here, like you were mature beyond what you should have been the way you would, would swoop in from the left side and shield your body and, and come mm. to the net on your off mm. hand. I mean, it, it just seemed to me that you had that going maybe mm. better than, than a lot of people at your, at the age you were playing.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I wish, I, 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 I wish I did it earlier, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I would say, I was starting to get that right. Cause you you know, in, in the last year of Hartford, like, you know, the, the, and then the last, I mean, I was working th- through that, like you were saying with Michael, you know Um, but then of course, like, you know, you, you, you get your reps, you, you make a couple plays using your body and you start to figure it out. So I think I was just starting to get the hang of it there, but um yeah, I mean, that was, that was a good time because like we had such an offensive team that like, you know, you do the work right down in the, in the in the zone in the bottom of the zone and you know that like we're gonna we're gonna make a play or we're gonna keep the puck or you know so it's like it's the work is not lost right like it's like a, we had a good we just we had a good team good support right good yeah team. so
2: i mean that that team that 0809 yeah. team was as good a team as there was in the ahl that year yeah yeah and you know, we beat. Uh, you oh, win games. You yourself, and Jed Ortmeyer, Ryan Jones. Yeah, I
1: mean, Jones, yeah, a
0: tremendous team.
1: Ortmeier, Tremend- right?
2: Hornquist, yeah. I mean, Cal a- and Hornquist and it's Cody uh, Franson, Franny, yeah, yeah right. Salzer, Sulze, yeah, yeah, Sulze. Sulzer, yeah. Robert Dietrich, yeah, Nick Balling, uh, yeah, Balling, yeah.
1: We had think, a great squad.
2: That was a great team, and you we swept through Rockford in the first round of the playoffs. I remember this, and I was like, wow, like. We're really good. This is we got a yeah. great chance here, and then we we're down three to two against Houston. We win. Right. A, we win in a blowout. If I'm not mistaken, remember. a blowout uh, in game six, and then uh, it was sort of reversed. Yeah. Chris Kalanos, a name that has terrorized yeah. Admirals <laughs> for for I many years, the like, unit. Yeah, like everything I read about Chris Kalanos, I don't know him personally, but everything I always read about him, oh this guy, he doesn't work hard. Well, guess what? Every time he played the Admirals, he worked his ass off. So (laughs) yeah, like he was just destroyed us. Yeah, he
1: was so good.
2: Yeah, that was really. I mean, obviously, it's an understatement for me to say to you like that must have been really disappointing. But it is. You only have so many opportunities as a player to be on teams that have a chance to 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 go far in Houston. Uh, Houston made yeah. it to the finals that year, and uh, who did they lose? Or I can't remember. Anyways, it all runs together.
1: Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's disappointing, right? Yeah, definitely. It was. It was. I mean, we had uh, we had such a good team, and it's obviously like a long season, right? Like a pretty big roller coaster of you know going on different runs and stuff like that. But Houston, they they definitely they had our number. I I th- I thought that was the series where like. We were up three-two, and they they beat us. They beat us in two games. Maybe that was a maybe that was Hartford. Yeah, that, I, no, you're right. I think I think I'm mixing it up.
2: Yeah, because we we uh, went to seven. Uh, it went. We it went. We lost in seven for sure. Because yeah. we lost to Houston two two out of three years. Two year right. two out of three years, we lost in a game seven in the second round to uh, to yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, and I think was that the year was Anton Kudobin the uh, the goalie uh, yes, that, that yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, he's Guys, still playing,
1: which is insane. It really is. It really is. It makes sense. He's a good. He was good, and he's yeah. Well, we always said like he was a he's beefy, right? Like he was a big right. guy
2: who wore big pads and just didn't have to move. That's probably yeah. oversimplifying it uh, yeah, quite exactly. a bit. But when <laughs> you're when you're analyzing it from a, a you know a thousand feet a thousand foot view. Or a 100 yard yeah. view, or whatever they say. That's it's easy to go like that, but it, yeah, exactly. Uh, after that season, you come back for another year, and like you're, yeah. as far as your stats go, you have just you're just as good the next year as you were that uh, that first year in Milwaukee. Twenty goals, and I think twenty-two assists or something like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to but, take us through that year a little bit and what it was like for you being familiar, know you're coming back, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that year was that year was probably like the hardest year of my life i mean uh, the summer before my mom had passed away and so i I, you know i remember coming to to training to like getting to milwaukee and like um
2: and you had fought hold on you had fought yonks in training camp in nashville isn't that right did i i think so i'm pretty sure you did because it was like oh this is going to be awkward when they come down here uh I'm 90 yeah maybe we did I gotta ask I gotta
1: ask him about that yeah I'm pretty sure you did but anyways keep going yeah I remember he was running around growling at people so like that probably (laughs) um no but I remember it was like 14 games into the season and and I I didn't have a point and um and like I was still playing which which was which was which was to me maybe like I was getting to the point where I was like I'm probably gonna get you know, scratched, healthy, yeah. yeah. And so I remember Lane was like, "Well, Hugh, like, let's talk after practice, right?" So we talked after practice, pre-game skate, right? And um, and uh, he's like, "Hey, like, listen, like, I know you got a lot. Like, I know it's a tough time right now, and I know you're you're trying, you're, you're you know you're you're doing what you can, but like, you know, you gotta you gotta assert yourself more for me to like." have justify you right now keeping you in the lineup like so show you know just do whatever you can tonight like just make sure that like you know give me a reason to keep you in right and i was like all right and so um that was pretty cool lane moment for me because you know he's obviously understands where what's going on and or, you know how, the, what i was sort of fighting through and um so that night you know i think it was like the you know for in front of the net third or fourth shift got in a fight and then ended up scoring later in the game. And that was a huge turning point. And then after that, um, we just started on a pretty good run. So, you know, a lot, I mean, uh, you know, it was kind of pointless before then, and then kind of had a pretty good, pretty good finish to the year. So that was a pretty cool moment for Lane. Yeah.
2: And he, and he did know what was going on with you because he had lost his dad. Right. Uh, And I don't know what the circumstances were exactly around that, but he had lost a parent. So he knew, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the feelings and how, and how that, uh, and, and whatnot, and you could sympathize and, you yeah. know, everybody sympathizes with when you have, when there's a loss of a parent or a sub sibling there, there's always the sympathy, but I, I think sometimes maybe, yeah, especially from a coach, I could see it, how it could be like, uh, you know, I sympathize with you,
1: but you gotta be better. Right. Like you, that's can, exactly right. Yeah. And you totally understood what he's saying.
2: Yeah. Right. Like he can't, he, he wasn't going to cross the line there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was, that was well understood. And and he said it the right way, you know, like it's, um. you know, like I, he's the coach of the team, he's the captain of the ship. We gotta like, we gotta move forward, you know, and, and, you know, need, need you to step up and, you know, be, be the part that you were last year. So it was really cool. Kind of, you know, nobody can really do anything for you, right? Like they can't tell you to do, I mean, they could tell you to do stuff, but, you know, it was really kind of a a good way to urge you and urge me to, uh, to, to, to sort of just make something happen. Right. Right. Uh, And and so, um, that was pretty cool. We, uh, I
0: know, I know we're running short on time here, Hugh. There's a couple of things that we want to get to. Um, what was it like for you? Eventually you, uh, eventually you did make it to the NHL and got a couple of games in what was that like for you? And that was what, two years after you were in Milwaukee, maybe. Um, yeah. What, what was that like for you to finally get up there and, and get into the lineup for Florida?
1: That was awesome. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh, it was a long, um, a long way. It was really cool because, you know, I think the la- the next year I was in Rockford, it wasn't, wasn't really the right spot. And uh, I guess it was the next year. Um, and then I was in Rockford and I got, sort of dealt the deadline, I guess, to Florida and they were, you know, out of the playoffs. And so I didn't really, you know, I was Rochester, our team, we weren't, we weren't great, but we were, you know, we had a great, also a great group of guys. Um, and um, I, I got the call up uh, on the way back from a road trip. It was, you know, sort of like a, thousands of guys, you know, lots of guys have had the same thing where you're, you're tired. You're like the, dark bus and watching a movie and you know you get called to the front of the bus and we're leaving the next morning and it's, is a Saturday night or so. I guess it was like two in the morning and they're leaving the next morning at seven 30. Cause they're playing in Florida. So I went up with this guy, Kendall McArdle.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Great guy. And, um, we, uh, you know, both, I didn't sleep much that night. So of course, cause like, right. oh, crap, I got to pack, I got to do all this. And, and, um, so, we got up early and jumped on the flight and tried to sleep. But didn't really sleep so well. And honestly, by the time you get there, you're just like, you're just dialed in. And, and, and it was so fun to get up there. What was really cool was every guy kind of came up to us in the locker room. Uh, Marty Reisner being the first guy or came up to me. Cause you know, um, Kendall had played before, but, and just sort of just took the glove off gave a handshake and said, Hey, welcome. Congrats. Like, you know, no did to- you, so
2: did you have your dad down or anybody else? Like now, nowadays guys have it in their contracts. Like your first NHL game, the team pays for you to fly your your family down for the game, no matter where it is. Uh, I don't don't know if that's everybody, but.
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah. I had, I I had my, uh, my dad there, my brother there. Um, I flew my best, best friend out from San Francisco. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And so, we, um, yeah, it was just awesome. It was so fun. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's you know, it's, you're kind of focused on just playing your game. So, and, you know, because you've waited this long to get there that, like, you don't really have a chance to look around too much. Right. Um, so I was just focused on, you know, having a good game and and then, you know, getting some sleep after I was just exhausted. <laughs> right. So tired. I remember we were we went to like Cheesecake Factory after the game. I was like, I could barely keep my eyes open. But um, but yeah, and then and then and then and then a couple games later played a played a game against Carolina, which was fun. Met our old friend Troy Bodie. Oh is, yeah. Yeah. And uh that was pretty funny too, because he was like, you know, we'd have had our like battles in, in the minors and he had right. a really nice sort of transition into the NHL. I mean, he was, you know, doing well and um, had, you know, managed to sort of find sort of his offensive game too. So it was good for him. And, and, um, I think he'd had, you know, more than 50 games at that point. And I asked him to fight and he was like, sure, let's do it. Which I was just, cool. I was going to ask you, cause
2: you got five PIMS, uh, yeah. and I was going to say, who did you fight and how did that come about?
1: I asked him, you know, because I think, you know, he was younger than me and he was asking me for a few years. So I figured he, he owed me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And every time I said yes, pretty much. And it was always a good, good tilt. And, you know, we were pretty evenly matched, I would say, in terms of like sort of size and style of game. So. Right. That was cool. And, it, and you know, it was just, you know, one of those good things that, you know, that was a good, it was a good, it was a good, it was, helped helps me a lot. You know, I wish you hope it would have, would have been nice to help me more, but, uh, I think it's kind of like something that, um, you can look back on and say like, that was pretty cool. I mean, if I ever see him, we'll, I owe him a beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you played a couple of seasons over in, uh, over in Europe, including mm-hmm. in in Zagreb. Did mm-hmm. you, was your equipment manager Chris Steerwalt by chance?
1: Yeah. 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 It was okay. Is he in Milwaukee? He's yes, in Milwaukee.
2: Yes, he's the head guy in right.
1: Milwaukee now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Chris. He's awesome. I knew it because we, we, you know, we still keep in touch on Instagram and stuff, but um, that's awesome. Yeah. He's great. Uh, we, Well, one thing, you know, he, one thing that was cool about Milwaukee or sorry, excuse me, uh, Zagreb was that we didn't have like, it wasn't like your normal inter- international sort of entry as a hockey player, where you go to like, you know, Russia, in this case, you're in the Russian league, the KHL and every team, you know you only have five imports right, right, right. It was like, it was like an expansion team i didn't know anything about it once again i had to look at the map <laughs> <laughs> I really i i thought it was like in like turkey <laughs> <laughs> and so sure enough it's like on the coast of the mediterranean which was pretty neat so it's beautiful there right once again once again pretty you know pleased with the situation and uh, and a great group of guys and all a lot of them you know were north american so yeah. And in the same position, who was coaching that year? Mark French. Okay, oh, yeah. I was going to say Coaches it was a Hershey, Hershey. guy. Yeah, Mark yeah, French, Hershey yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he still coaching? The, is he coaching in the HL or maybe he's coaching junior? I don't game. know I where Mark French is. I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not. But sure. um, he's a good coach, and we just had an awesome group of guys. Like that was pretty, pretty, pretty amazing too. Yeah. yeah. I, I roomed with a guy named Matt Murley. I'm sure, you guys know him. I remember oh, Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt, sure. Matt, for
2: sure. Uh, he's the man. Uh, what? Uh, oh, yeah, I just heard he was uh, he was actually just on a different podcast that I was listening to. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. He was. It uh, sounds like he's an interesting, interesting guy. Might have a little bit of an issue with the uh, with uh, with wage with some of his wagering. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but enjoys it. Not does it responsibly, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, we, we definitely explored those issues together over there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we had a good time, yeah.
2: and, and you finished. You
1: finished, fin- you
0: finished oh, in Vienna, which it, to me would be unbelievable. Uh, the the history yeah. there and the culture, and it, it, to me, and, and not having really been to either place and spending mm-hmm. quality time in either place, but it, to me, Vienna would seem like New York City to a degree with the with the arts and with with all of that stuff going on. And you went to college when you were in Vienna too, right?
1: Yeah. Did some sort of class. Yeah, I did a class there. I can't remember actually. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I wasn't. Was you, you
0: need to put that down on your transcript. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. I I I loved it. I mean, it was cool. It's just such a cool city. Um, it was different from Zagreb, because Zagreb's like, you know, more like um a little more gritty, actually a lot more gritty, I would say, but like still beautiful in its own right. And like people are there's a little more action there. So it's like a little more like New York where in the the sort of pockets you can find it, but then you got Vienna, which is, you know, like kind of cruising in uptown New York, you know, it's really sort of fancy and sophisticated. Sophisticated is the right word. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and the team was great. The organization's great. Um, Just a nice place to play. I I, I had, I had had like an ankle injury that was just, I just didn't get fixed the year before it should have. Um, that kind of was hampering me a little, a lot. And, and, um, so it made the hockey a little bit tough, but as a city, it's pretty, it's amazing. So I mean, is every day I would just go into the city after practice and just cruise around. Were
2: the yeah. injuries, what made you decide to, to, call, to get, to call it quits then? Or was it just like, uh, you know what I'm done? I want to, I need to move on. I need to go to the next chapter in my life.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it was injuries that kept me like out of the lineup initially. And then like, I think, you know, like over there, you know, if you're not, if you're one of the higher paid players and you're not playing like they, they can, they can, they, the, the um, they can get pretty short with their patience if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, so like I, I literally, I mean, I, I had, well, I had this thing called a burst of sack, which is on my ankle. So every time I put my foot in the skate, it was like pretty painful. But, um, and I had this sort of wrap that I would wear, like a sleeve I'd wear all the time to sort of keep it de-inflamed. And so um, it was not comfortable. And then, you know, I, I sort of started to sort of open the idea of like, you know, I, I, they were like, you know, you, we, can, we can buy you out. Um, and I was like, initially said no, uh, and um, was hoping to sort of get back. And then ultimately it was around Christmas and I decided that, you know, I could maybe go back to school to, to college, and you know, I was I had to get my ankle fixed anyways. So um, I think that's the, that's the why I took that class in Vienna that I don't remember. <laughs> let, well, I, me... I
0: found out about it because I'm I, I have this New York Times article and yeah, of here, that's right. And, uh, and and they had there's a great picture of you standing amidst bunch right. of courses. It's it's fantastic. Um, I don't like the title though. Yeah, uh, yeah. the article. How it says a draft bust playing in Vienna. I mean, that's yeah. that's a rough thing to have. To me, you're you're one of the most mentally strong people to to deal with that because that's that's not a fun label to have at all. I mean, you 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 have yeah. to be secure with yourself. How difficult it was that? Is that to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, these days it it, it it's. it it is what it is. I don't really, I don't think twice about it. You know, I I think actually, I think back then it was definitely tough. You know, I mean, you're, you're drafted pretty high. You hit
0: it well. You hit it well publicly, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely tried to. I mean, it was, wears on you a lot. I mean, I think it wore me a lot the first couple of years after I played, you know, yeah, that plus you're adjusting to life without hockey. You're adjusting to your new life. You're kind of, you know, swim upstream there and, you're basically like a rookie outside, you know, in your <laughs> life, you know, and so, um, it was tough. I think it was, you know, warned me a lot more than, you know, I guess I would admit it to, um, yeah, that article was definitely funny. I was like, wait a second, this guy just flew all the way over to <laughs> to, to Vienna and just to chirp
2: me like, come on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, Dude. change the, change the, change the, uh, the title, but, um, well, was, usually the writers don't write the headlines. So, you know, there right. you go, right? yeah. but honestly, these days, like I think about, I don't think about that. I think about like the, just, it's more just gratitude, like just feeling so lucky to have played hockey for that long, met all the great people along the way, you know, played in like, like have like these great memories in Milwaukee and like, you know, uh, you know, Zagreb and Europe and stuff like that. And just, so I think, I think just you're feeling more, more just sort of like lucky, I think. And um, at peace with just the next chapter.
0: Yeah.
1: Wasn't pretty well, right. though for a couple of years. I mean, you just kind of like, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're um, I think a lot of guys, I mean, it's, it's a fact that a lot of guys go through that tough transition. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. sure, Sure.
1: The next, you know, i in the job that I do now, the work that I do now is a lot of it is like socializing. Right. So you're kind of like forced to sort of move forward and connect with new people. And, um, that's what I love to do when I was playing. And it's like, it's, you know, it's what I love to do now. So it's it's been, it it helps you sort of move forward and do people recognize you when you say your name, do they, does it um, for people? I don't know. I mean, maybe like around town and in Connecticut, but, um, I, they, I mean, not really so much in, in New York. I, I, I don't think I've had any run-ins, uh, but, um, you know, I think in the hockey community, definitely, you know, you sure, can, sure, but not really, you know, um, actually a couple of times the Ranger games, it's pretty funny. Cause like, I could get like the sort of like, what, what yeah, are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, you know, I didn't really want to go to Ranger games. I didn't want to watch any hockey. Um, I think a lot of guys are the same way. Like they don't just are done with hockey. You know, right. Like I've, I've played, I need to just do something else. But now I love watching and I love going to the Ranger games. You know, I think, um, you know, I, 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 like watching them play. So it's a good. It's a when good
0: you job. go, when you go, do you go as a, uh, as a corporate thing or do you go as a fan? Do you buy your own tickets? Are you an alum uh, so you get tickets? How does that work?
1: Are you screaming?
2: Um, are you screaming at the the players on the ice? With, on the glass
0: with a uh,
1: thick New York <laughs> accent. I, I would. I'm not. I'm. I would. I'm not. Uh, I, it's all. Cor- it's mostly corporate. Yeah. It's all corporate, right? Okay. Uh,
0: and that makes sense.
1: Taking a couple guys to the game, or you know, um, we've done a couple charity things with the Travis Roy Foundation, where we're playing after you play the game during right. the day, and you go to the game during the night. Right. But. Um, yeah, I no, mean, well, it's just corporate, but it's fun because you, you get to watch hockey in the middle of New York City, and it's just, you know, it's, there's no better atmosphere, right?
2: Playing in the, in the garden, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie, do you have anything else here? I mean, uh, I, we usually like, to, you sort of started touching on this, so uh, yeah. I'll ask it again, and then uh, I have two questions. One, when you mm-hmm. think of your time in Milwaukee, like, what what do you think of? And my second question is, do you still have the Hugh Jessamine growth chart on your wall somewhere?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I'll answer number two first. I definitely have it. And it was in my, uh, it was in storage at my dad's house in in D.C., in Washington, D.C. Because I was, I was moving, he moved houses and I found it. And I was like, this thing needs to be preserved. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's actually, no, actually, I think it was on the back of my, my door in, in my dad's house, (laughs) my my makeshift, you know, room or whatever. Right. Where it was in there. That's the last time I've seen it. I'm not sure where it is now, but um, hopefully it's somewhere safe. (laughs) um, And then, and honestly, I think of Milwaukee, I mean, it's just, it was the two hugely transformative years of my life. And, you know, cause hockey is a big, it's your life, right. When you're playing and you're, and you're playing pro and um, being able to like, enjoy hockey again, I think, and, and really sort of enjoy it with a bunch of guys who you, love to, to 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 show up at the rink with um it was like we talked about it earlier it's like sort of like a breath of you know just like a nice like re- rejuvenating um feeling and uh and then with that like just so many great memories of different road trips and you know like i mean we were we were we were we were, we were rascally at times i'd say too so some good memories there as well like you know, having like the other team sometimes would stay in Milwaukee after the Sunday game and we'd all be at Joe Cats and like, oh yeah, just having a ball. And so that stuff I definitely miss. And, uh, but so grateful, like I said, just for having those experiences. And, And like, I Milwaukee is on my list to go to when I, when we can travel again. And I look forward to, uh, to hopefully seeing you guys maybe, you know, maybe it's not this year, right. But maybe next year, catch a game sometime be fun that would be, great. That'd That'd be, be great. fantastic
0: We're, we are we are grateful for, uh to you for for joining us and, and spending the time that you did we really appreciate it stay well all the best to you and your family and um we look forward to seeing yeah. you thanks
1: you guys too thanks Aaron thanks Charlie appreciate it guys right.
0: thanks Huey uh that's former Admiral Hugh Jessamyn thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast